Welcome back to Sinister Sisters. Hello. It's Sinister Sunday. Woo. And it's my episode this week. Yeah. I am Shrimp. And I tell you true crime stories. You are. I'm Cat. And I tell assorted stories about whatever I wish. Usually, woot! Along the sinister lines, because that's who we are. Your episodes, though, do not involve murder. Not typically. Mm -hmm. They are usually on the lighter end. Yes. Of spooky, scary skeleton content. Yes, indeed. Last week on Cat's episode, we talked about liminal spaces. Yeah. Actually, I mean... I was going to say it's spooky, but it's not scary. Yeah, exactly. I um, stayed in a hotel in Calgary the other night, and Mm. it literally, the hallway looked like uh, the back rooms. I took a picture of it for you, but I forgot to send it to you. Bitch. (laughs) Creepy. We love that. We love having real life experiences of things that we have talked about on the pod and it's so much better when it's from Kat's episode and not mine. <laughs> Truly. Also, the dude who checked us in, have you ever seen Superstore? Like the TV show? No. No, oh, the dude who checked us in looked just like a character, Mateo, from Superstore. And had the same, like, cool. attitude. Yeah. Hey, I'm man, sure the that would. They know. I'm sure that would be a lot cooler if I knew what the fuck you were talking about. You should watch that, because I think you would like it. Just like I would like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know what? Which I didn't, by the way. This is a more sure bet, I think, because it's about retail. (laughs) So you can relate, you know, because you've worked in retail. Unfortunately, I know the trials and tribulations (laughs) of customers. Yeah. One guy called me customers. Go ahead. I was working cashier at um, a uh, like department store, I guess, like Walmart, but the Canadian version, Canadian Tire. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a cashier, and the price of something rang up wrong, as it does sometimes, and you know you just have yeah. to call somebody from the department and get it fixed, whatever. This guy, instead of being nice, he called me a cunt. what yes as if it's your personal fault that yeah my personal fault (laughs) yeah yikes anyways anyway (laughs) we should do a working in retail horror stories episode honestly i think i've blacked them all out oh because it was traumatizing so fair honestly it's so fucked up that like it's just such a shared experience for anybody who's worked in retail that it's just like acceptable now almost like every single person that i know that has worked in retail has had some shitty um conversation or interaction with a fucking customer and like yeah most of my friends have worked in retail at some point are we just accepting that yeah are we just letting people bully customer service workers? Like, they're just there. 
making a living like that people do yeah barely making a living too is the yeah thing. right anyways that is a whole other rant that i would like to go on at some other point because yeah. today we are talking about the richard family murders mm. before we get into that though you should follow us on instagram at sinistersisters.podcast follow us on tiktok at sinistersisterspodcast you can see our visual video versions of the episodes at Sinister Sisters Podcast on YouTube. And you can also email us at SinisterSistersPod at gmail.com. Yeah. We have case request forms in all of the like descriptions and biographies and things like that that you can request cases through. We do have some and we are getting those into the into the episode lineup very soon. Yes. I think um, after season two is over, season season two of um, Sinister Sisters is Devious Duos. I think since we changed the format a bit, I might not do like a theme and we'll just talk about murder. That'll be the theme. Mm. True crime yeah. will be the theme as opposed to breaking it down. I've liked having a theme, but then we miss out on like things that are happening. Yeah, more recent things. Yeah. Yeah. Or case requests that are not within the the theme. Right. Because we have one yeah. right now that is not. And anyways, we'll keep you updated on the plans for the pod on Instagram. Yes. We shall. So, the content warnings for this episode include murder... Um, an age gap relationship, so from that I have inferred grooming. I don't know if it happened, but part, one person, the girl, she was 12, and the other one was like 23. So, Ugh. definitely not the vibe. So, today we are talking about Jasmine Richardson, who is the youngest person ever charged with multiple counts of murder in Canada. Ooh. As she was 12 years old at the time of the crime. So, let's get into it. I think I have heard of this one, actually. Yes, probably. It's relatively local to us. Hmm. Anyways, Medicine Hat Alberta in Canada in 2006... Three members of the Richardson family were murdered. And the murder was planned and committed by the family's 12-year-old daughter, Jasmine Richardson, and her 23-year-old boyfriend, Jeremy Steinke, who now goes by the name Jackson May. So, at 1pm on April 23rd, 2006, the bodies of Mark Richardson, who was 42, Deborah Richardson, who was 48, um... And a young boy named Tyler, who was eight, were discovered in their home. The husband and wife were found in the basement, and the son was discovered upstairs. Absent at the home at that time was the couple's 12-year-old daughter, Jasmine. And for a time, it was feared that she might have also been a victim. But she was arrested the following day in the community of Leda, Saskatchewan, about 130 kilometers or 80 miles away with her 23-year-old boyfriend, Jeremy Allen Steinke. Both were charged with three murders. The three murders. 
Later on, on May 3rd, 2006, Steinke's friend Casey Lancaster, who was 19, was charged with being an accessory for driving them away in her pickup truck later in the day and for disposing of evidence. So, this chick, this, even though that this was 2006, social media wasn't what it is now. It, like, barely even existed. Like, yeah. I think Facebook was only just a thing in 2006 and, like, YouTube had only really just begun. So, again, we don't really know anything about Jasmine really before all this happened. But according to her friends, Jasmine had been grounded by her parents for dating Steinke because of their age difference, um, yeah. which, fair. They had met at a a punk rock concert. So that's probably like Mariana's Trench or some shit. <laughs> a Canadian icon. Ugh, I mean, this is a total side note. Yeah. Because obviously I'm not like a criminal or criminally yeah. inclined. But like being in my mid-twenties, mm-hmm. mid to late-twenties at this point. Oof. I cannot imagine, just for fun, hanging out with a random preteen. Yeah, that I wasn't related to you know, like yeah. it was like a cousin or something. Whatever, cool, I'll hang out. But like, yeah, what the fuck do you have in common with it? I personally am twenty three right now, and that's how old Jeremy is at the time of these crimes. A twelve year old? That's in grade six. Seven, maybe six, seven. Kids these days are all into Fortnite and slime. Like that's all you have to talk about. I mean, yeah, but like, I wouldn't want to spend enough time with a twelve-year-old to get to be their friend, let alone their boyfriend. Like, yeah. gross. It's gross. Yeah, gross. Anyways, her friends apparently also criticize this relationship, which makes a lot of fucking sense. Like, yeah. if I had a friend and was like, my boyfriend's 23, actually, I was kind of a dumb 12-year-old, so I might have been like, that's so cute and that's so hot. But, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely convinced when I was probably younger than 12, but that I was going to marry Nick Jonas, and it was going mm. to happen. Like, it didn't matter that he was thousands of miles away at all times and didn't yeah. know that I existed. It was going to happen. <laughs> I don't. I also, for a while, thought I was going to marry Nick Jonas, so. Oh. There would have been a duel. A cat He's more fight. My age, though. He's like just maybe like two years older than me, so. Right, but his wife right now is 10 years older than him, so he clearly doesn't care about an age gap, so. No. Call us up, Nikki. And then be the wall. Actually, if any famous man is calling me, um, Harry Styles, please. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nick Jonas. Anyway. Just not really my yeah. type anymore. Yeah, it's fine. Except for neither is Harry Styles. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. This is a tangent. <laughs> so, after her arrest... Um, Steinke asked Jasmine to marry him, and she agreed. 
Um, and according oh. to his friends, he told them he was a 300-year-old vampire, telling him, telling them sorry, that he liked the taste of blood and wore a small vial of blood around his neck. Huh? He also <laughs> had a user account at vampirefreaks.com. This man had friends? I guess. I mean, I'm sure Dude. we all went through a phase, especially around the time Twilight came out, that we thought that we were vampires as well. Don't lie. But I was like 12. So maybe <laughs> when you were, yeah. Like, I guess. <laughs> I can be forgiven for being an idiot at 12. Right. But you're an adult. Angelina Jolie wore a vial of Billy Bob Thornton's blood around her neck. Why? That's unhygienic. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's literally it a biohazard, but I don't know. Yeah. It was criticized when she did it too. As it should weird. Be. Yeah, right? So Jasmine also had a page on this site leading to speculation that they met there, but an acquaintance mm. of Jeremy later said the couple met at a punk rock show. In early 2006. Again, so probably Mariana's Trench. Well, like, oh. simple plan. Simple plan. Finger 11. Mm. We're really showing our... Classics. Um, our we grew up in Canada-ness right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, simple fun plan, fact. I don't think so much, but Mariana's Trench for sure is a... Mm -hmm. And Finger Headley. 11. Headley. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sad because that one song, um, For the Nights I Can't Remember, I think is it's called, yeah. is such a bop, but he's a sexual predator. So Yeah. Can't listen so to it in good conscience. Him funds. No. Yeah. Um like fun fact somewhere. Um, on the radio in Canada, there's like the broadcasting, you probably already know this, but for the viewers, the broadcasting association, like rules, laws or whatever. I think 30% of whatever's played on yeah. radios and television channels in Canada has to be of Canadian origin. So um, we hear a lot of, <laughs> if you listen to the radio <laughs> in Canada for four hours, or if you're at work in retail and they're listening to the radio, it's mm. a lot of Justin Bieber, a lot of Marianne's Trench, Serena Ryder, yeah. because they yeah. have to play these fucking Canadian artists. And there's like four of them, so... Sean Mendes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyways. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Um, the couple were also found to be communicating on Nexopia, which apparently was a popular website for young Canadians. Oh. In 2006. I don't know. Jasmine's user page on this Nexopia website was under the name Runaway Devil. And said that she was 15, which she wasn't. She was 12. Even 15 and 23 is not a, an acceptable age gap. Not but cool. Not cool. And it ended with the text, welcome to my tragic end. So she was very emo. I think that's a song lyric. It might be. It's probably like My Chemical Romance or something. Yeah. It gives but me that like vibe. Just hours prior to committing the murders, the two of them and some friends reportedly watched the 1994 film called Natural Born Killers, which is about a young couple who go on a violent killing spree. 
Jeremy told his friends that he and his girlfriend should go about their plans in a similar manner, but without sparing her little brother. Jeremy also said to an undercover officer, You ever watch the movie Natural Born Killers? I think it's the best love story of all time. End quote. What a gross person. Yeah. So, the reason why there's not too much information on this case is because of the Youth Criminal Justice Act in Mm. Canada. So, Jasmine's name could not be published in Canada after she became a suspect. So, there was a lot of, like, information that didn't come out about her and her involvement and everything. Under that same act, 12 is the youngest possible age at which a person can be charged with a crime. If you're younger Mm -hmm. than 12, you're considered to be not criminally responsible because you don't know it's a crime, I guess. I'm pretty sure I knew murder was a crime when I was like 11, but I guess there has to be a certain age, right? I think sometimes exceptions can be made too if it's something like particularly... Mm-hmm. clear that the person knew what they were doing. Right. But yeah, right. obviously an eight-year-old um, who steals a candy bar probably doesn't quite realize that it, it's right. a crime. So I did. Well. Genius baby. <laughs> um, actually, I was a gifted kid and then as an adult completely burned out and crashed and failed at everything and then have come to now learn that I'm actually neurodivergent and I think I probably yeah. wasn't a gifted kid I just hyperfixated on things that maybe look gifted like reading yes yes same <laughs> um also under the youth criminal justice act Convicts who were under the age of 14 at the age that they committed the crime could not be sentenced as adults and could not be given more than a 10-year mm. sentence. So on July 9th, 2007, Richardson, who had by then turned 13, was found guilty of three counts of first-degree murder in the killings, and she is the youngest person in Canada ever convicted of multiple murders. On November 8th, 2007, she was sentenced to the maximum allowed under the law for someone her age, which was 10 years. Her sentence included credit for 18 months already spent in custody to be followed by four years in a psychiatric institution and four and a half years under conditional supervision in the community. In September 2011, Richardson began attending classes at Mount Royal University in, Can- in Calgary, Alberta, During the final years of her sentence, she was released from a 10-year sentence at a psychiatric hospital in the fall of 2011, and in October 2012, it was reported her rehabilitation was going well, and she expressed genuine remorse for her actions that experts have considered to be genuine. Hmm. In May of 2006, her sentence was completed, and she was freed of any further court-ordered conditions restrictions or supervisions after a final sentence review on may 6th 2016 so 2016 so she's just vibing now she Hmm. probably was able to get her name changed and things and yeah is just a member of the community now interesting Mm -hmm. is she still in alberta do you know no idea interesting Mm. 
Steinke admitted to the murder of the parents in conversation with an undercover police officer while in custody. He was tried in November 2008. I don't know. And found guilty by a jury on three counts of first degree murder. And on December 15th, 2018, he was sentenced to three life sentences, one for each first degree murder count. The sentences are to be served concurrently and he will be eligible for parole after serving 25 years. That's actually a legal requirement is that if you have a life sentence, you have to be eligible for parole after 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to get parole. You just have to be able to apply for it. Yeah. So that's pretty soon, right? In the next few years. 2026 would be 20 years, so. That's in three years. Yeah, but you said after 25, so. Oh, yeah. He's got eight more years until he's eligible. That's still pretty fucking soon. Yeah. Yeah. But he, it doesn't mean he's going to get it either. Yeah. He won't and be. He's like middle-aged, right? If he, served 20, if he was 23 and he served 25 years, he'd be in his 50s. Uh, yeah, late but... 40s. Yeah, but people live for till they're 90. Yeah. True. Yeah. I um, would be interested. There's a lot of conjecture around this case that he was kind of the driving force of it. Um, yeah. And that Jasmine, although she did help, was it was probably not her idea. And that she might have been groomed into it. Yeah. Especially with his whole, I'm a vampire thing. It's like, vampires point, do yeah. murder, you know? Yeah. 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 It's um, sad. I I think, like, per- personal opinion, I don't think 12-year-olds really generally are capable of things like that. And not to your own family yeah I think that's the like kicker of it anyway is that it was her own parents and her brother and I think if you do feel anger if you're like a little um um different in your thinking patterns and you do find your parents to have done something awful to you, like grounding you for seeing your boyfriend, why would you kill your brother? Yeah. Like, he was eight. Like what could he have possibly done? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's pretty gross. Yeah. And pretty senseless, it seems, too. Like, there wasn't that we know of, there was no, like, abuse or anything that was happening in the family. Yeah. So, obviously, we don't know that for sure, and we probably never will, but right. it's just, just just a whole lot Yeah, that doesn't seem to make sense. I can remember being 12, and murder really <laughs> never passed my mind. No. No. Even, like, hurting people seriously. You know? Yeah. Like, I might have wanted to, like, kick you. 
for being yeah. annoying, but like that's as far as it would have gone. And I would have I... felt so guilty immediately afterwards, so <laughs> I did used to punch you as a kid. Yeah. But not very hard. Well, I'm a wet noodle, so <laughs> also never with like I think it's a different um dynamic like punching your sibling versus hurting yeah. your parents. Yeah, I don't think I have I don't think either of us ever. No. Not that I can remember. Did anything to Once I accidentally threw a bottle at Dad's head. <laughs> but like not like I was asking him to put it in the recycling for me and I just assumed <laughs> just... he'd be able to catch it because Dad, sinister dad yeah. would catch it, right? But he wasn't paying attention and then it hit him in the head. It's like, yeah. oh sorry. Also you're not very athletic in generally, so <laughs> Hey, if he put his hands up, it would have gone directly into his hands. Okay. It hit him in the head. <laughs> Said it hit him in the head. <laughs> Yeah, because he wasn't ready. Yeah. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Just gaslighting him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lovely. And also it was accidental. So, like, you can't accidentally murder someone. Yeah. Well. You can a- accidentally kill people, but it's not murder then. True. Because murder is premeditated. <laughs> that was my attempt at rolling my R. Anyways, bitches, anyway. <laughs> let us know what you think of this episode and let us know if you think um, about, like, when people become capable of murder. Do you think 12-year-olds yeah. in general, like, are capable of murder? Do you think younger? I know there's this case in England and her name's... Mary Bell, I think, and she was eight when she committed her first murder. Yeah. 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 Let us know what you think about that. Indeed. Whether, you know, kids are too young or when they become cognizant of what murder is and how to commit it. Yeah. My personal opinion, mm-hmm. similar to how when children know too much about sex you are concerned about what they've been exposed to i would mm-hmm. think if children know about murder you, it's because they've been exposed to it by an, an adult yeah i think it's hard to put a particular age on it hmm. because i think that children have different experiences obviously and right. i think on that comment is that I probably, we probably knew a lot more about things that were inappropriate for children when we were young because we read a lot. And I read, personally, I can only speak for myself, but I read at a very high level for my age. Yeah. (laughs) Genius. And (laughs) our parents were very open with answering questions like that. That's true, yeah. So we probably knew more. So I think, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I think it depends on the kid. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, obviously Mm. there has to be some, like, if they have antisocial personality disorder, then they might be younger and be committing murder, you know? Depends on they the can't kid. diagnose that until they're 18. Oh? 
Yeah. I didn't know that. But just because you can't diagnose it until you're 18, you can, you're born with it, aren't you? I think it can also develop. Hmm. I'm not 100% sure. I feel like I did one semester in university, <laughs> or a year perhaps, of psychology as my major. And so this conversation is above my knowledge <laughs> bracket. <laughs> I don't it's above know. Above me reading level. It's I don't know when A grade. Yeah, I don't know when kids become murderers and when it they can be criminally responsible. I don't know. I don't know. But let us know what you think. Yeah, we're down to discuss. Let's pretend well, Google doesn't exist. And um, well, but like Google does we'll exist. Make up our own answers. But like Canada, the country decides that it's twelve. But why? Is it 12 yeah. for every kid ever? Yeah, in Canada it is, as far as I know. Wild. Wild conversation oh, that I do not have the education for, so. <laughs> if you're a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a child, um, I don't know what that would even be, a childhood age researcher, child crime researcher, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Youth criminal justice researcher. Yeah. Or knowledgeable person. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.